Welcome to The Unseen Journey, a podcast dedicated to supporting veterans and their families as they navigate life after the military. We feature mental health experts, stories of resilience against invisible wounds and injuries, as well as practical tools for reacclimation. The Unseen Journey, brought to you by Operation Red Wings Foundation. And hello, everyone. I am your host, Guy, and I'm joined today with my co-host and this is a special edition of The Unseen Journey. Uh, today we are, well, Ashley, what are we doing today? Well, I think we're getting to know each other. Yes. Yes. And for the audience to get to know us, because it's like, who are these people from Operation Red Wings Foundation? That's right. That's right. So if you haven't done so already for The Unseen Journey, do us a favor, reach down there, hit the like and subscribe button. We're going to be coming to you every week with uh, just a whole slew of cool guests. Uh, we had... Let's see, a, a sleep doctor that we recorded an episode with. Board uh, member. Board member uh, mm-hmm. from ORW Foundation and, and a couple other cool guests. And now today we're we're just getting to know our audience and hopefully letting our audience get to know us. So, uh, Ashley. Uh, yeah, where do gonna, we start? Yeah, I think I'm going to go first. You ready? Okay. Yeah, yes. Re- <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, we're going to go easy, right? Well, so. so- you have an idea of where you're going to start? I, I, I do. Okay. I do. Are you ready for this? I'm so, ready. So I, I am a, I'm a, a GSD, a great soccer dad, uh, also known as German Shepherd Dad. Uh, and I know you own some dogs. So tell us about actually just any and all animals that are in your house. What kind of animals do you own? What are their names? Like, just introduce us to the to the non-human family members. Oh, so you're going first with me. I see what yes. you did there. <laughs> I, that was a little switcheroo. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to And then as you were talking more, I was like, okay, he's coming for me. Yeah. Okay, but this is a I fun one. Yes. So we have, we have two dogs and a fish. Okay. Um, oh, a fish. Nice. So Fishy is a real creative name because he's my six-year-old's fish. His name is Fishy. Yes. Uh, as they are. <laughs> and we've had him for about a year and a half. And he's survived, thankfully. He's a beta. You know, they can, like, live through anything. Yeah. Um, okay. My parents were just in town last week. And my mom forced me to clean his fish tank. And I was like, thank you. I need that forcing because otherwise he's, like, a two times a year cleaning your tank, you know. But they live through, I feel like he was fine in there. So uh, yeah, that's fresh in my mind because he has a fresh, clean tank now. Nice. Okay. And then we have two pups. We have Layla, who's my little princess girl. Okay. She's a rescue and she's uh, white with kind of black cattle dog spots. But uh-huh. we don't really know what kind of dog she is. I feel like she's maybe pointer cattle dog. Yeah. But she's just the sweetest girl. She was in the shelter as a puppy for like four months, so she was not doing good. She was on the, you know, the exit list. And um, we got her and all her hair was missing because she was just struggling. And and then but now she's the pretty we've had her for eight years now and she's beautiful and she's the most well behaved because she's a rescue. Yeah. She's like, I'm not messing this up. Right. And then Vernon, he we have a wire-haired okay. pointing griffin. Do you know those dogs? Uh, nope, nope. I'm just a GSD over here. <laughs> so a WPG, he <laughs> is known for being a uh, bird dog, a hunting dog. Oh, very cool. And so like real well-known in the duck community. Uh, yeah. We don't hunt with him. Um, okay. But he's beautiful. Well, he's a purebred a-hole. Can I say a-hole? I don't know. <laughs> 
But yes. because I feel like he knows yes. it. Like when you compare the rescue to the purebred, like he's you know he has papers and like he's yeah. from a lineage and he yeah. has no care in the world. And he knows because he's just like, oh look at me, <laughs> I'm the purebred. He, <laughs> yes, he. But we've had him for seven years and. Okay. Uh, He's good, but he has a little bit of a, a story. Um, so we got him because we had a dog just like him who was a rescue, okay. who was my husband's brother's who was leaving for Afghanistan. And so we kind of took him over. Well, we had him for like four years and then he ended up dying suddenly because they're the hundred pound dogs and they get that yeah. bloat, unfortunately, sometimes, yeah. you know, the stomach turn. And so. Yeah. My husband would take him to his work almost like a quasi-service dog. Like, he would just sit in the car and, well, the truck and just hang out. Well, when he died suddenly, his work people all rallied around and raised money yeah. to find the exact dog. So that's how we have a purebred now. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to throw one challenge your way, and then you're going to start asking me some questions. Okay. So I, I think it'd be cool, because I know you like to keep track of stuff keep track of how many random things come up that we have in common, right? So we both own two dogs. All okay. the other animals are different, right? Uh, we both have a rescue dog. That's kind of cool. I think that's two things in common. Yes. Oh, you said something else in there that I caught that we had in common. I'll, I'll catch it back in a minute. But for now, it's your turn. I'm on the hot seat. What okay. do you Okay. Well, we learned a little bit about your dogs. Okay. So I'm going to go and I we heard the other day in a pos podcast um that you've been married to your wife most of the time through your military experience. Yes. So how did you and your wife meet? Oh, this is good one. Uh so I started out enlisted, right? I was doing uh civil affairs and then uh probably one of my best NCOs of my entire career when I first got started, Staff Sergeant Robinson. Shout out to him. Very common name, so there'll be like a thousand Staff Sergeant <laughs> Robinsons out there who'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's totally me," uh, <laughs> and that's cool. You can all take credit; it's cool. Um, this was so I joined uh, October of two thousand and two, just to kind of give some reference. So we're mm -hmm. talking like fast forward, like two thousand four time frame. So anyway, Staff Sergeant Rob. Uh, was like, hey, bro, like you need to, you need to go migrate. You need to go be a Mustang. You need to go become an officer, right? And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, that could be cool, like leadership. I like it. I'm more money, more money. I'm enjoying being enlisted. Uh, it was the best and worst advice that an NCO ever gave me in my career. Here's why: the way my brain works, I would have been a phenomenal like warrant officer like i could have totally gone that route oh yeah i would have loved continuing to have been an nco i was um how shall i phrase this my ncos and my soldiers love me as an officer my fellow officers i'm gonna say mm, we had Challenges. some disagreements yeah. in our perspectives and uh i was usually uh high high competing and so I would, I would normally find my way to the, to the win. Um, and, uh, anyways, so, so I was like, cool, I'm going to do this. And of course, you know, I had the support, of chain of command and so put it in. So went, did green to gold. I did a two year program. So I met my wife at college, Kelly. So we had found our way into a friend's group, right? So 
kind of in each other's orbits. We had a couple classes together because I was going for like the hardest degree possible communications. And uh, <laughs> okay, maybe not, right? What, uh, whatever. You can't fault me there, right? The military just said you need a degree. And I was like, cool, whatever. What um, can I do? I like to what? talk. So let's do communications. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You know, fast forward, it took me, you know, well, I used it my whole career, I guess, technically, you know, fast forward, retire, and now I'm doing podcasts. So I guess uh, I'm finally using my degree. Here we are. Here we are. So, uh, so what happened was, um, we're in our friends group, we're all kind of chatting. Uh, me and the, me and the fellas, we had a rule, right? Our rule was you were allowed to ask any question and tell any fun fact you knew about the other fellas. So that if we were interested in a lady, uh, you know, she like wise eyes wide open would either be like, sure, whatever, I get it, stick around or would run for the door. And and we were never mad at each other. Right. So somehow the, the question series came up like, well, how do you feel about the military? Whatever, whatever. So Kelly's from a small town, not far from what used to be Fort Bragg, now Camp Liberty. And uh, she said point blank, like clear as day during the conversation. And like, you know, all the different ladies answered different levels of like maybes, yes, right? Kelly was very adamant. I will never date anyone in the military and I will never marry anyone in the military. Oh my gosh, she sure ate her word. And I'm, okay. a, compu I'm a computer. So I was like, hmm, okay, challenge accepted. But um, was every, what were the other people, any... Anyone else in the group of your friend group, were they joining the military or, in, you know, going the officer route or? Yeah, my buddy, my buddy Rob was, uh, he did, um, uh, he was doing like the ROTC. He just straight ROTC. I okay. Think so not everyone, just some, just one other guy, you and one just other guy one, were doing yeah, the military one, route. That's it. That's it. Wow. Um, yeah, really good dude. Um, he's had a great career. Fun fact about uh, Rob, um, the year he made major, he was one of only two officers in the entire military to get promoted uh, double below the zone. Not just below the zone, but double below the zone. Wow. Um, yeah, and he was actually frocked to major because he went straight into Ranger Regiment after a career course. So anyways, good dude, um, good friend to have, right? And... Uh, yeah, so so Kelly was like, mm -mm, I'm not dating anyone in the military. I'm not marrying anyone in the military. So like, I went, you know, ninja style, and we just started kind of hanging out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you were like, I'm gonna change this girl's mind. That's right. Uh, so wow. I went, like, I went like ninja style. We started hanging out. Like our <laughs> our thing. You're gonna love this. Our thing was to um, go over to my apartment, uh, chill in the den, and watch uh, animated episodes of Scooby Doo. Right. So that was like our thing. So fast forward, uh, we had been kind of hanging out together for about like, mm, I'm going to say like five ish months. Right. Mm, I don't know, four to six. So that, who knows? Right. TBIs or whatever. And um, so one night uh, I went out with my buddies. She was just chilling at her apartment and her roommates look at her and goes, where's your boyfriend? And she was like, I don't have a boyfriend. And they were like, uh, hello, like, like guy. everyone else can see it. Yeah. Like, do you hang out with anyone else? No. She's like, no. They're like, uh, you know, do, is there some, like, you don't like him or something? She's like, no, no, I like him. They were like, okay, what's the deal? Like, is he seeing someone else? She's like, 
No, he's not seeing anyone else. They're like, okay, so he's your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You're like, welcome to college. And uh, she's like, no, well, he never asked me. You got to ask. You got to make it official or else that's how people get themselves in trouble. <laughs> that's that's a whole nother story. I'm going to throw the line out there. I'm not going to share it right now, but I'm going to invite all of our guests to come back to another episode where I will share that story because that's a really good one. Yeah. How, how yeah. you officially asked? That's right. How I officially asked her to be my girlfriend. That's right. <gasps> how exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? I, know. I don't know what's more exciting, hearing that story or whenever I unveil my one dad joke. The one dad joke? Okay. What's your one dad joke? No, Let's hear it. I, yes! I have to unveil it now? No, John's shaking no? his head. I can't, All right. no. All right, that's your hook. Even now, though it does. Hook. Yeah. We know, we know we're coming back for your one dad joke. All right, well, now our audience is like, well, we need a dad joke. So why was the calendar always sad? It never gets a date. Uh, it's no. days were numbered. It's days were numbered. And they wah, are. Wah, wah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, very true. So I know you were in the service. Mm-hmm. I was in the service. Mm-hmm. So and just... I didn't join too far after you. I'm March oh, yeah. 2003. What? Okay, let's hear, let's hear this service journey. Okay. Well, okay, so March 2003, if you remember, okay. you were just, you know, finishing basic training and going through AIT and yeah, yeah. so my basic active service date, my BASD, for those of us veterans know that, uh, is March 18th, 2003. If you remember what we were doing on that day, nice. we were like George Bush on the TV screen yeah. and bombing Iraq. And I remember because I did the um, I had officially like started my journey in January of 2003. And I knew I wanted to go right away. I was okay. not making good decisions. You know, I was nice. I was ready for a change. And my recruiter was, and I don't know if this is true, but my recruiter was like, your ASVAB scores are about to expire. Because I had taken them when I was in high school. Like, Oh, no. And I really didn't take them seriously. Like, yeah. you know how they, the recruiters come to your school and they're like, hey, come take this test. Like, even if you don't want to join the military, you never know. And they were like, and you get out of class for four hours. And I was like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. So, yeah. um, but the rec- when I finally, you know, years later, because I had graduated in 2001. So this is, you know, 2003. And the recruiter was like, oh, we can see your scores, but they're going to expire in like a week because they're only good for a couple of years. Then right. I don't know if that's true. I still, I feel like I need to look that up, but whatever, it worked because he was like, you can either let them expire or just decide now yeah. and join. And so yeah. then I was, I was like, fine, whatever, let's do it. And uh, so then I start went to basic training March 18th, 2003. And all my friends were like, what are you doing? We're going to war. And if you remember, we all thought it was going to be over and done with. Like, yeah. I was like, I still have, you know, basic training. I have AIT and all that. I was, a, I joined as a diesel mechanic. Nice. Uh, only because my scores were, you know, were not the best because I really didn't care about the test at the time. Yeah. Um, but it ended up being a great journey. And I knew I wanted to go far. And my recruiter at MEPS knew a sergeant major in Germany. Nice. And so he called the sergeant major of when I would be like done with training. And the sergeant major was like, well, we'll have a slot open for an MP or a mechanic. 
And I was like, I guess I'm a mechanic. <laughs> uh, I wasn't ready to join the police force. I just was yeah. not. Um, yeah. And so I got to my unit in September of 2003. And my I joined with the 1st Infantry Division, the Big Red One. Shout out that bro life. And uh, it my unit, we were deploying in January. And so... Um, my unit was already in the field. So I didn't, I missed my field exercise. I missed everything. I joined as an E1 nothing, you know, not even, so no rank at all. And um, deployed nine months after I joined with, you know, only basic training. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, It was a, it was a great, it was, you know, I don't regret any of it. Yeah. Yeah. So were your, were your parents cool with you going into the military? Were they apprehensive? Like where, where was the family at? They were like, yes. Cause I, as I mentioned, I was just not making great decisions and I needed to get my head on straight and I needed to get away, right. Changing your people, places and things. And yeah. I needed to get away. And so once I came home, cause I wasn't talking to them. I don't even remember why we were like, you know, I was an angst, you know, teenager person. And, uh, just, they were like, where have you been? And I was like, well, I joined the army and they were like, what? And then, so from that, like two months, you know, from January to March, they were like, anything you need, (laughs) just go. Nice. (laughs) So they were, they were super supportive. Um, you know, came to my basic training graduation, uh, just, you know, everything. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my mom was quite the opposite. My dad was like, nah, whatever. My mom was quite the opposite. My mom was like, look, look, I don't have the money. Like whatever they're throwing at you, I'll Mm. like, I'll get a second job. I'll match it. Just don't go. Like literally. Yeah. Yeah. She had this conversation with me and, um, cause I'll never forget. Cause she, I mean, she already had a full-time job. She was like, I'll I'll take on the second job. Like I'll get a loan. Like I'll match whatever money they're offering you. Please don't join. And then she had a um, friend who had um, spent some time uh, with uh, Naval Special Warfare mm. um, that th- they were friends through work. And so I remember um, John uh, took me out to lunch and he was like, don't go. And I was like, uh, I don't understand. And and we had a we had kind of a conversation, you know, because it was like you said, right, like. Like we're getting ready to kick off this. I was going to say, was that part of it because of like the unknown of going as a male too, you know, I know it's different now for females and males, but I really, I wonder if that played a role on as a male going in at that time, you know? Yeah. So I, so I have two older sisters, um, you know, so the, so mama's boy. Right. Um, And, uh, and then talking to her, her friend, right. His perspective was kind of like, you have no idea how busy your life's about to become. Like it's not going to be your life for the next, however long you stay in service. Oh, and if that ain't the truth, looking back, it's so true. You are not yourself. You are a body. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, um, so yeah, so those were all like, those were all interesting, like conversations and, and kind of shifts and stuff. Cause I think back. And, you know, it's like, it's always like, well, if I hadn't joined the military, right. Like, like, where would I have gone? What would I have done? Right. Mm. Um, and so, so for you, Ashley, if you hadn't joined the military, like if you could have lived out your dream, right. Like education's no object, money's no object. 
if Ashley could have been like, I'm going to go be this person with my life. Oh, I know the answer the to this. Are. Yes. What is it? I would, it's not a good one. I would be dead or in jail. A hundred percent. Okay. There'd okay. be no more Ashley. The, the dream though. The dream though. Like, like, <laughs> did you have any, like, were you like, oh, I'd love to be like, I don't know, president of Disney. I don't, whatever. Like, did you have anything? Was there? Um, I mean, it's so hard for me to think about that because probably for the five years before I joined the military, yeah. I was, I mean, I cannot emphasize enough. I was not in a good place. And, right. um, you know, shout out to my, my, fr I'm friends with a lot of people from that time and shout out to those people, you nice. know, but personally, <laughs> some, well, many of them are not and many of them are in jail and, uh, it's just, I, the, and I'm, I think that's what drew me to to working in the veteran services field too is I'm so thankful for my service. Okay. You know, even with going to war, it changed my life wholeheartedly. I I grew up in a, in a good family, you know, in a good stable home, but I veered off, you know, to the far 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 left and I just I needed to get my head on straight. I needed to get right. back to who I was and to honestly to answer the question I didn't know. I had, okay. I couldn't see my future because I was so lost. Okay. And so the military really, even though I only, I didn't want to do a career, I just wanted to get what I could. And, you know, I, two deployments squeezed in there probably were enough for me. And so like, uh, you know, after seven years, I was, I didn't, I wanted my life back. You know, to what that gentleman was telling you, you know, because I, for those seven years, I knew I was as, as proud of my service as I am and thankful for it. I knew I wanted more at that point because right. I didn't have that vision and that goal before where my service and, you know, starting school, I, I had a vision and I had goals and I wanted right. to get out and do more. So right. I didn't have that feeling until I was in the military and then wanted to get out. <laughs> Interesting. Do you, do you have one now? Like, do you have, like, if you could, you know, like magic eight ball, shake it, like, do you have one now of what you would like go do or be like time doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yes. So I love helping people. I love nice. encouraging people to find their happiness, um, okay. which, and that's speaking to myself too, you know, like constantly chasing happiness, which not to yeah. say, you know, we have to be happy 100% of the time, but um, I'm such an advocate for mental health and following wellness yeah. because, because in the overall thing is suicide prevention. I okay. do not, I have sadly many, too many friends that have taken their own lives and it just, yep. and I've been in that place myself, you know, thankfully I'm a survivor. I, my means was not a firearm and I it hurts my heart because I know that feeling. It hurts yep. my heart when people do take their own life because they see no way out and see no hope. And so yeah. that's my my goal is to save lives and help people find they're happy. Like and, but I will say, I don't know how, you know, I, I'm doing that now through Operation Red Wings Foundation. Yes, but like yeah. I've always said, I want my tombstone to read, Ashley did this and this and this and this instead of nice. like one thing. Yeah. But in the suicide prevention mental health world. But who That's knows? Cool. Stay That's tuned. Cool. Yeah. So so I have so I have two funnies and one serious for you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna how do I wanna sandwich this? I'm gonna start with a funny because you just talked about your tombstone. 
So years ago, I'll never, I'll never forget this. So uh, this, this, this man passed away. Don't know him, no clue. Uh, all I know is I had a friend at the time in the service who was a, a fan of the Cleveland Browns, the football team, and the man, and the man's, the man's obituary because it made like news, right? Said that he wanted his, um, his casket bearers, his pallbearers, to be uh, this, the uh, starting uh, O line from the Cleveland Browns so that they could let him down one last time. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. Uh, this okay, series, what would you want on yeah. your tombstone? Uh, you know, okay, okay. So this is gonna be funny. So my dad, I'm the youngest of three. So my dad, you know, had like has like it, it's it's hard as timing out, right? Is the is my a polite way of saying it? And so he was in the hospital last week and now he's like doing some inpatient rehab and stuff anyways mm. so then you know having the conversation with like my sister, shout out to shout out to yeah yeah. yeah yeah having the conversation like with my sisters and their husbands right one of the husbands was like uh yeah you know hey we're all gonna be there one day like you know our kids trying to like help take care of us and make these tough decisions and i was like mm, i don't know i might just go jump off a pier and call it a <laughs> call mm. it a life right so what do I want on my my tombstone? Um, Don't do that. Don't do the fear thing. Yeah. Well, uh, Kelly quickly reminded me that my plan was wrong because if I was going to do that, we had to do it holding hands. <laughs> yeah. So um, I I I don't even know that I want a tombstone, honestly. Um, mm. So I'll I'll that's going to lead me into a cool story. So you know how we get given coins in military service. Uh, mm -hmm. So for those of you not familiar. A lot of times, like, like if you do something cool, oh, you got, there you go. Yes, exactly. You do something cool or, or maybe, you know, you just help some people out and uh, leadership has these coins and they can give you a coin, coins of excellence. So the history on that was it started with Ranger Regiment passing pieces of, of, of shrap metal, metal or just uh, trash metal during World War II, right? And it was kind of a way to be like, hey, I know you did something cool. And I uh, can't really, like, give you anything else right now. Here, here's this thing, right? So one of the things that I did, um, uh, I'm going to say starting about the last four years of my career, maybe five, mm -hmm. was I decided, like, hey, all these coins are cool, right? And there are a couple ones, like, I've held on to. Um, and uh, honestly, though, like, if I see a story in a younger soldier or junior officer when I was in service, I would pull out a coin that I had earned for something I saw in them. I would tell them the story for how I earned it. And I would tell them why I wanted to pass it down to them. And I would give them Ooh, my coin. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've given away coins that I earned in combat. I've given away coins that um, maybe I only had one of. I've given away coins. I got one coin from um, uh, Division Commander, 82nd Airborne Division. I got a coin from, at the time, it was the 3rd Brigade, 82nd Airborne Commander, I've, I've given away some like wow coins. that makes that so special yeah exactly so i've given away some coins where people would be like no way you gave away that coin the thing of it is is like cool i can put it on my shelf my kids when i pass away aren't going to know the story it's going to have no meaning to them however you know if, if, if i can do something where i take a coin it had a cool story to me i can relate it to a leader a current leader or a future leader because mm -hmm. i've given some to soldiers as well um and then that kind of that kind of lives on, that kind of breathes into itself. Like that's more what what 
I'm interested in. So my tombstone, like, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't even think I want a tombstone. Like, I think like, you know, if they can find my body, I get it out of the shark that eats me or whatever. Um, just, <laughs> just like, just like cremate me or something. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, ocean mountains, you know, maybe some deploying unit. If you go back to certain areas like Iraq, Afghanistan, oh, some places over there, like take me with you, leave me there. Right. Um, wow. so wow, yeah, those so are kind of, yeah, those are kind of like some of my thoughts in terms of like, what does that end look like? Right. Yeah, um, I I agree. I haven't decided yeah. yet. I mean, who knows, right? There's especially nowadays. There's so many interesting ways a person yeah can go. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. I had a cool mentor, uh, Mike. Uh, love that dude to death. Probably the best in CEO I ever worked with. Mike, uh, I don't know, Mike Joe. There's a toss up. Both those guys know Ooh, who they are. Mike and, and Joe. Uh, sounds like Mike, we need to battle that out. Mike and Joe. <laughs> And uh, both both equally cool for two very different reasons. You know, Mike uh, Mike started my my journey of uh, mental health, mental recovery. So um, in that aspect, kind of saved my life. Mm. Um, and 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 Joe, oh man, uh, I give it to Joe, right? Like Joe stuck by my side through some some stuff, and um, and and we stood toe to toe with some. Uh, some battalion commanders and some brigade commanders mm. and th threatened to go to some like two-star general carpets and he never left my side. Um, so that anyways, means so much. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. So Mike would always pose this question, right? Like, like what is your legacy, right? Like what is your legacy going mm -hmm. to be, you know, cause the material things, right. We can't take those with us. So what have we done? Like for you, Ashley, like really cool legacy, right? Like all the lives you've helped save and shape, excuse me, <clears throat> um, all the lives you've helped like save and shape through ORW Foundation and then also just outside like in your own life. Mm -hmm. Like what an incredible and amazing legacy that is to have that like, that like footprint, right? Like left left on earth. Cause I, I, I've never attempted suicide myself, right? Battled with PTSD, depression, all those things. Um, I have though, even, even working with the ORW Foundation, right? Like, so like, I can't say enough good things about the foundation and all the people it's helped and all those things. However, what I will say is, you know, it's kind of like when we were in the service, you, we, we remember a lot of people we served with. Um, some we don't right? a lot. We don't, we never forget the people who died in combat with us or that we lost to suicide. Mm -hmm. And even like, since I've been in service with RW, I can tell you that I've, I've had four different people come through um, my individual male retreats who I've lost to suicide. So, mm -hmm. so I can empathize with you and I know the battle is still there and I see the battle constantly. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's you're hard. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. It's really hard. Well, my mind goes to, cause I know I, I, I talked about, you know, means and if, if we're talking about suicide prevention, I have to give a shout out. I, um, I serve voluntarily on a board uh, here in Oregon called the Oregon Firearm Safety Coalition. Nice. Shout out. And it was so unique about Oregon. I love it because Oregon's known for being a pretty, you know, progressive state. Yeah. But we have we're very pro 2A because it's a large hunting area. So okay. much like, you know, pro gun states, it's very every household has a firearm 
yeah. which makes it from a suicide prevention standpoint very difficult because um so it's finding the balance because often if people have easy access to firearms, if they're in a bad, bad place mentally and they choose to grab their firearm, it's a split second and they pull that trigger and they're gone. Yeah. Um, and so there's, we're working really hard to build relationships with firearm owners. I'm a proud firearm owner myself. Um, you know, we have many, I'm not going to say how many, but many firearms, many, you know, easy access to firearms when I'm in a bad place and, so what we do with this coalition is having these safe conversations, um, incorporating firearm safety into suicide prevention. You know, nice. much just like how, you know, every time you pick up a firearm, I mean, we teach our six-year-old, every time you pick up a firearm, what do you do? You clear it. You yeah, treat you it like it. it's, you treat it like it's loaded. Keep your finger off the trigger. And the same, same in those sentences, don't handle a firearm if you're, you know, ha- in a in a deep place. If you're having thoughts of taking your own life, just yeah. making it a regular thing. You know, we don't have to be scared of it because if we want to normalize it, the numbers show that it's normalized to have thoughts like that. And we're losing yeah. people, and unfortunately, losing veterans at you know the highest numbers. So, yeah, oh, just yeah, want to give sure. a shout out to that. You That's know, awesome. Proud firearm owner, but know when not to have it. No yeah. one to lock it up. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, so I'm going to go really serious now, right? So who's your favorite uh, uh, animated character? It okay. can be from a cartoon. It can be from a movie. It can be, I mean, I don't know. You tell me. I Mine's- do have a favorite animated character. There yeah. was a thing a while ago, a couple years ago on Facebook, where you like picked your favorite animated character and put nice. it as like your profile picture. Nice. And so mine... One of my favorite things growing up, and I feel like we're close to the... Uh, what year did you graduate high school, Guy? Uh, graduate high school. Mm. Yeah, uh, let's call that 2000. Okay, I'm 2001, so we're pretty, yeah. you know, pretty close. And so my favorite thing growing up was Saturday morning cartoons. Do you remember yeah. Saturday morning cartoons? Yes. It was the coolest thing. You'd run over to your neighbor's house and... You know, go watch your Saturday morning cartoon. So mine was X-Men. I loved nice. X-Men. I even, super nerd alert, I even went through a period of collecting comic cards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I have that book somewhere. That's so funny. That's awesome. Um, but so I loved X-Men. So my favorite animated character is Rogue. Yes. I love it. So we both collected... Um, uh, comic book character collectible cards. So Marvel or DC? Uh, Marvel. Marvel. And remember how it was the where yeah. you would put them in a page and you'd collect the nine of them and it equal one big page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and sometimes they had it like on the back piece or they had it yes. on the front. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like a lot of the altered chase were these like super cheesy like way overdone holographic cards. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. my god! You know what? I don't. I wonder if I have the book. Yeah. I don't see it in my library. I wonder if it's at my parents' house. But I still have nice. that book. I was so proud of them because I had the whole collection, like yeah. the whole thing. And then at the end, there was like some other like the battles, the battle cards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so for sure. Nerdy. For sure. I had a, um, actually had a participant come through one of my RW Foundation individual mail retreats. And he, um, he was, a uh, he did mail services, like mailroom clerk, like all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and service. So not always the best convoys to be on because those are soft, easy targets. And in our early years deployed, like, you know, the enemy would go after those a bunch. 
However, oh, yeah. the the guy was um, uh, very gifted at, at, at drawing and artwork and had done a lot of um, work on comic books and stuff. It was actually really cool uh, to have him kind of come through the retreat and, and get to hear his story and then kind of see like his life's work afterwards. Right. Um, yeah, that's funny. So, so I still have like, like I'm looking at it right now. I have an Optimus Prime, uh, in my office and I still have like my old school, like OG, I'm sure it has every bad plastic known to human. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an Avengers. It's like this mug. It's a thermos and it's plastic supposed to hold hot stuff. So I'm sure that was healthy for me. Uh -huh. and, and then the lid is a blue lid that you screw off and you could open the little spout thing and pour, you know, like your hot chocolate. I feel like I remember those. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. I still have that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, okay. So what would your animated character be? So I like a lot of times when I play like social video games and stuff like that, I use the, the tag uh, prime. Right. And I always joke that like Optimus is my uncle. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Which so, I feel like is very telling because even how much you share about mentors and yeah. people that you, you know, rely on for guidance and support. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. I, you know, like you say, like you went through this weird kind of like, uh, you know, phase where like you weren't making great decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. I, some way, somehow I found myself, uh, with mentors in all aspects of my life, you know, just being able to gravitate and, and, and connect with people. Right. That's like one, been one of my things. Um, and I, I'll tell you, I had some very not good mentors going through high school. Oh, um, interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of them, I very distinctly remember without, you know, providing too many details, kept his AC on, uh, a recycle and drove a really old, like, uh, early eighties gold, uh, Volkswagen. And, uh, he, he taught me some interesting life lessons, uh, sitting in the car, you know, with the air on recycle, having conversations about like, I don't need, uh, maybe glaucoma or something. I don't know. But anyways, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. People but, are weird. Yeah. But uh, Optimus Prime is probably one of my absolute favorite cartoon characters. Um, I joke it's Halloween right now. I'm I'm not good with scary movies or uh, going to like the haunted houses or any of that stuff. So Halloween time, I always joke like Finn is like Scooby Doo and I'm like Shaggy because like he's a big German Shepherd, right? He's 120 pound dog, but you'll see us like over in the corner, like <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're yeah. safe now, guy, because it's November 2nd. And Woo, shout out you. to our listeners. We have gotten Guy through Halloween. That's right. That's right. That's right. Do you watch Do you watch uh, scary movies or what kind of movies do you watch? Okay, so scary, yes, but not like the horror kind. I can't, okay. I ha and it has to be during the day. Like, I, okay. But like I do, I have a cycle during the Halloween months. Like, so starting October, I'll, I'll go through all the Harry Potters. Nice. Uh, all the screams. Scream yeah. is about like the scariest, you know. It, yeah. it can, but um, there's so many of them. And then uh, like the Hocus Pocus. So I mean, I <laughs> I like like Halloween yeah. movies, but not like The Exorcist. Yeah. I can throw a, a Ghostbusters and Poltergeist in there. Okay. You know? Okay. But so there's there's another one we have in common because I like. Family movies we watched this Halloween. We totally watched Hocus Pocus 1 and 2. So good, right? The yeah. second one. I love that yeah. one. 
We watched uh, all the Scream movies. We actually just last night just watched the new from uh, Disney, the new Haunted Mansion. The new Haunted Mansion. Yeah, yes. I thought that was awesome. Really like that remake. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. You prefer to drive a car, a truck? Are you a van mom? Like what? Like what's your go-to vehicle? Like not what you actually own. Like okay. what do you identify? Like what is your go-to vehicle? Okay, so I'll tell you this and not to come out with the negative, but I've always hated sports cars. So let's okay. just take those out. I, okay. for some reason, I just don't like, like Porsches, um, anything with two doors and Eclipse. Eclipse is my least favorite. I hated those. <laughs> I would always judge people or like the yeah. Integras. I'm like, get out of here with those. Yeah. Um, but I do personally love SUVs. Um, my okay. first car. Okay. My first car that I had, um, in Germany. You know how, were you, did you ever do time in yeah. overseas? Yeah, 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 and you know, yeah, yeah. everyone just shares cars and you buy it for like 300 bucks. Yeah, you get like the most beater thing yes. possible. You <laughs> go was... make, and you go make friends with a mechanic, which you were a diesel mechanic. <laughs> diesel mechanic. And I was the third shop level. So I, I was the level like, it was, it was already diagnosed. It was just come in, engine bad, change the engine. And then send the engine up to the next level. So nice, I am not nice. the kind of like, what's that sound? Yeah. That's the solenoid. Yeah. What? No. I'm yeah, not. I know one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that. But uh, so I had like a big old giant Mercedes, like a Mercedes boat, like a four door, you know, one of those really yeah. long. It, can't even see my hands in the camera. They were so yeah, like, so long. Um, but then my first car. When I got to Fort Irwin, um, so stateside, Ooh. I bought a Explorer, and nice. I loved my Explorer. It was on twenties. It was like yeah. you know, cool, riding, rolling on dubs. Yeah, um, there you go. And then I went the sedan life, and then and now I have an SUV again. So I'm gonna say I when I went the sedan life, I don't like going low in. Yeah, like I like stepping into a car and sit and like sitting like you're on a chair. So okay. I'm S SUV all the way. Nice. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for those of you who have never been stationed in Germany or maybe you're not a service member, what Ashley's referring to is literally there's these like car lots <laughs> where soldiers, it doesn't matter, uh, enlisted officer, whatever, whatever, like people are coming in, people are going out. They'll have these things. They're like 20, 30 years old. With hundreds of thousands of miles, you know, like the Adam Sandler song, like some of them you sit on them and the shock stabs you, right? The spur of the spring mm -hmm, stabs you. Mm -hmm. They're they're not we're not when she says Mercedes, I want you to think like I mean beater. Like I'll have beater. to find a picture. But what's funny yeah. is the amount of time that people have them, like people do their own little like custom work. Yeah. So by the time I got this old Mercedes, like someone had put a system in it, had like speakers in the trunk. Yeah, love it, <laughs> you <know>? love it, <laughs> love it. Uh, okay, okay, what about? Okay, so when were you in Germany? Oh, that was oh uh, seven to tenish time frame, and I spent most of that time in Iraq. So you, we had just missed each other because I left. So I deployed with them oh four. Uh, got back in 05 and then and I was at Spiker that time did you ever do time at Spiker yeah when I went to 
Iraq for that deployment. Um, that's when I did some living in uh, Department of Energy. I was in Sadr City. Mm, um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> well, uh, I love, I, uh, so Spiker was cool. When I first got there, it was nothing because it was early 2004. And, and then, of course, it's unfortunately nothing now again, but it, it eventually did get built up and one was one of the, you know, main bases. So it was cool during, towards the end of the deployment. Um, but th- so I left Germany in 2006. The unit, uh, first ID was casing up and coming and leaving Germany yeah. all the way and going back to Fort Riley. Um, so I just missed you. Yeah, yeah. Where for were sure. you at in Germany, and what did you like best about Germany? Because I, I like love Germany, even though you were gone. I w- had a deployment in between too, but mm. the time I was uh, there. Okay, I have, I have a couple answers. So first of all, I like mid-sized trucks specifically. I have a Gladiator because I can you know take the roof off, take the doors off, all those things. Okay, okay. Because um, I like to be Tra- a true to- transformer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to I like to be able to go fast off road. So um, I had a Tacoma for a while, loved it. Um, anyways, now you know now I'm now I'm uh, glamping in my in my uh, in my Gladiator. So I had to answer that question. So now I got to go forwards real quick. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with what did I most enjoy about Germany? And what I most enjoyed about Germany, I think I'm gonna answer in another episode. Um, okay. Because this is another been, we have another one for another episode too. I know. Because this has been such a good episode that I feel like what I should tell everyone right now, because they're all on the edge of their seat, is that they should reach out there and like and subscribe to The Unseen Journey so they can continue to follow the story of Ashley and Guy and all of our guests that we're going to have every week. Yeah. So on behalf of myself and The Unseen Journey and ORW Foundation, that's all I got. Thanks for joining us. What about you, Ashley? Yeah, that's right. It's been so fun getting to know you guys because, you know, another quick fact before we wrap this episode up, for those of you that don't know how the staff at ORW Foundation works, we're all over the place. You know, we're headquartered in Texas. Um, I did join with the foundation when I lived in Texas, but so many of our team leaders, our staff, we're kind of, uh, you know, all over the place, really. And that's what's so great about the foundation is we're all over serving veterans from yeah. all over. And so Guy and I had never met before this. I had heard a lot of great things about Guy as a team leader who also, you know, with your wife, Kelly, and doing the couples yeah. team leads. And so it's just it's so cool to finally meet you and connect in this in this way, because then we really get to know each other. I know, right? Okay, well, stay tuned to see how else we get to know each other. We appreciate you tuning in to The Unseen Journey. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're a veteran or supporter of veterans, please think about contributing to ORWF at orwfoundation.org to help veterans in their transition. We also extend an invitation to veterans to explore our retreat opportunities where they can connect with peers and embark on a healing journey. For additional resources, visit our website at orwfoundation.org. Our heartfelt thanks to Operation Red Wings Foundation for making this podcast possible. Together, we can make the unseen journey a little easier for our veterans. Until next time, take care.